That's how we go. That's how we roll. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Unfiltered Supporter Show 117. Hey, Chase, crack it open. I should have waited to open mine, huh? There it is. There it goes. <sighs> so uh, here we are, Supporter Show Hi. this week. Yeah. Those of you how's, who are... How's the progress of your uh, rebuild? Well, you know, Chase, Chase derailed, my friend. Oh. You see, what happened was... Is, what happened? Uh, uh, back in the day. <laughs> oh, no. You know, when I was your age, we didn't even use those kind of computers. You see, uh, Dell got into like, hey, we're going to sell Ubuntu computers, and let me introduce you to the Dell XPS 410. Okay. This is their first time they got into selling Linux computers. Okay. So I bought one. This All is, right. I, this is at least 2010, maybe earlier. Wow. Yeah. I remember that. And uh, so it's now become my home server. Okay. Power supply is going out. So now I'm building one of those, and then once I get done building one of those, I'm going to come back to building the firewall here, and then once I get the firewall here... Build, You're actually building a power supply? That's amazing. No, a home server. Oh, okay. From a NUC. I'm going to build it. I'm wow, gonna, I'm nice. Gonna go NUC. Yeah, I'm going like to go NUC. Yeah. You mean you're not going to wait till next week's Apple announcement? I don't think I'd use a mini anyway, since it's just going to be an Archbox. You know what? It'd be great if they actually, you know, they bring in this uh, newer, lower price mini, maybe like three ninety nine price yeah, point. Yeah, I'd be compete down. compete with the NUCs. I'd be down with that. I'd be down for that. I'm um, going to speak in code only for, that you will understand. Right now off the top of the thing? Right now? All right. No, no, no. It has nothing to do with this. I know. I know. I know. I'm just going to say this. Okay. You ready? Yeah. You're right. You know that, that court case? Yeah. No. That some some place appealed the uh, and, and sent it to a-, a Yes, I do. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I won. Hey! Little jam, little dance, little dance. Oh! Little dance, little dance. Oh! Yes. And you know what else? No, what else? Sometimes you don't win. Sometimes you do not win, and in the case of oh. this caught on camera story that yes. Brian Williams brings us, sometimes you don't win. The number two do. NBC News. Yes. Not far from Chicago are tonight facing a lawsuit. The officers accused of resorting to excessive force after they pulled a family over for what was at first a minor violation. The rest of this story, as we've seen in other cases like this, was caught on camera. We get our report from NBC's Kevin Tibbles. What appears to be a routine traffic stop becomes a violent encounter with police. Why do you say somebody's not going to hurt you? People are getting shot by the police. In the back seat, Lisa Mahone's two children, her seven-year-old daughter and 14-year-old son, who records on his cell phone camera as a Hammond, Indiana police officer tases Jamal Jones. It felt like my civil rights was just thrown out the window, along with my body. They have filed a federal lawsuit against the Hammond police for the use of excessive force. Hammond police maintain Jamal Jones refused to get out of the car and issued a statement saying police officers were at all times acting in the interest of officer safety and in accordance with Indiana law. There is a level of mistrust between uh, many segments of the American population and the police, particularly when you're talking about low income or minority communities. The Hammond incident in late September comes at the same time police dash cam video appeared showing a South Carolina police officer shooting an unarmed man at a gas station. Wow, dude, look at that. Unbelievable. LeVar Jones was shot in the hip. The officer charged with aggravated assault and battery. Just this year, the Pew Research Project found that 90% of adults own a cell phone, and more and more confrontations with police are being videoed. In Ferguson, Missouri, cell phone video recorded the aftermath of the death of Michael Brown and the protests that followed. 
Look at what's happening on Twitter around the Ferguson, Missouri, the uprest in Ferguson. Mm-hmm. It was everywhere. It's yep. on Facebook. It's on Twitter. So now I think um, there's just more access to the technology, and it's so easy to, to get um, things to go viral. As technology advances, the police and the public are making sure they have the pictures to make their case. Kevin Tibbles, wow, NBC dude. News. That's disgusting. That's what that is. That is so awful. It is true that the passenger refused to get out of the vehicle. Okay. It actually is a law. I mean, if if, uh, if they ask you to, to get out, get you, the hell out you of can, here. You you can exit the vehicle. But oh man, that's rough. That do, that does not. Uh, what what do you think? Excessive force on that situation? Tasing him while he's still in the car like that. Yeah. Yeah. Around the family like that too. Because yeah. that. The kids will never get over seeing that. Yeah, I know it depends on the laws in your state. Like that, if you have, if you're a passenger in a vehicle, if you have to show ID or whatever. This particular gentleman didn't have ID. Uh, he just had a ticket, uh, an actual paper ticket of an infraction that he just had. But he had no physical ID, and they kept asking him for ID, and he didn't have any. All he had was this. And then they asked him to step out of the vehicle. He wasn't stepping out of the vehicle, obviously. Uh, some of the other reports. I, you know, I would be hesitant, too, because it's like, so why am I stepping out of the vehicle? Are you about to arrest me and take away from my family, like, all in the car right now? Like, why, are you, why do I have to step out of the vehicle? Right. Well, one of the, one of the complaints that well, – I wouldn't call it a complaint, but one of the statements that police said was that they couldn't see his hands. And they were concerned that uh, he was trying to hide a weapon. You know, know. maybe we – no, I mean, that's fair. And sure, you know, their safety is really super important. Um, I'm sure we must have some people who listen to this show who work in law enforcement. Uh, Could you guys tell me why you all seem like such a bunch of pussies that are going to constantly – are afraid of constantly being hurt? Maybe if it's such a scary job, you shouldn't do it. I mean, I'm not trying to say that their safety isn't important, but my God, they're supposed to serve and protect the public. My God. Well, it's it's interesting because, you know, on, on the other side of the coin, you have a lot of, in my opinion, and there are a lot of great police officers. I know quite a few in the local area, and they take their job very, very seriously. Uh, we don't have to go. No, I mean, of but, course but, there's good cops. Yeah, of but what, what I'm trying to say is they're also under increasing pressure, not just from the general public, but also political figureheads that try right. to tell them how to do their job. I hope that technology finally gets some of this in check. It actually is. If you look up in Bellingham, right. Washington, yeah. they're doing a pilot yep. program where cops are wearing cameras, and yeah. they found, actually, once the person sees that yeah. you're wearing a camera, uh, the confrontations are, are right. lower right. on both sides. On both sides, so yeah. So I'm, I'm in full I, agreement I on that. I have more faith, though, in, in the citizen cameras, but uh, yeah, I'm sure... I'm but, actually getting a dash... Uh, you're going to get sh- a cam? Actually, um, is this computer set up to yeah, show? Yeah, I think um, it would be. I I'm think, actually getting one of these. I could um, see people behaving better uh, when they're, uh, you know, when they think they're on camera. This, yeah, this is a, <clears throat> uh, a dash cam, a DVR for your car. It runs on, you know, little uh, gigabyte flash. Does it do cards. hyperlapse? Uh, if you if you do it in post, okay, sure. Right. Uh, but it's this is a really cool thing. It records audio, records everything in HD, mm-hmm. um, and it's one of those situations where I'm doing it more to protect myself. Right. right. 
and my car and my surroundings. Plus, if there's ever uh, an awesome meteor else. shower, like in Russia, you'll be able to capture it, <laughs> and then you'll have a YouTube video. Uh, I'll pull, uh, and you could totally put that on Instagram. In, in, the, uh, in the chat Yeah, report. how much is that? Uh, that this particular model is 220 Oh, okay. I, was, I would have um, thought 300 And I really, uh, actually, well, it retails for four, but, you know, uh, Amazon prices and all that. Uh, but the mm-hmm. re- reason why I like this one was the profile. So it's um, got eight gigs built in GPS, you so can it's tagging. SD card, yep. Cool. And it's continuously recording, so what yeah. happens is if, you know, if there's no events, it just starts overriding the old How stuff. How does it know when your car stopped? Uh, there, it's Well, there's GPS. So does it auto turn on and off? Uh, it depends on how you want to set it up. Uh, the thing is, you can actually set it up through your, uh, you know, your uh, twelve volt uh, accessory thing. Okay. And okay, yeah. uh, basically, when you turn off your car, depending on your car, then it goes off and stuff. Uh, That'd but, be nice. Yeah, but it, it, these are the kind of things. I mean, you've seen all the the Russian, yeah, uh, oh, yeah. dash, dash cam, cam videos. videos. Yeah. You know why they're so prevalent because of insurance Corruption. fraud. Yeah, yeah. Insurance fraud. Yeah. So these are the kind of situations, you guys, that I, I think that us. Uh, and I don't like to do an us versus them kind of thing, right. but you got to protect yourself. And uh, I, I th- and the technology is making it more possible and and cheaper and accessible. You got it absolutely. Uh, the other thing that I little pro tip that I found to be interesting is the the police are seizing your phones and getting them to, getting you to delete the video. But some folks are like live streaming it. And the live stream service auto records it, and so even Can't if they get see- rid of it, right? Yeah. So that's another way. Around and, that, that. and the other thing too is remember, don't be intimidated by a cop or anybody. But be respectful. Be respectful, and and but know your rights. But don't be a dick about it either. Don't go. Well, I don't have to get. You know what I do? What's that? I name drop Chase Nunes. You know, because I'm friends with everybody. Yeah, and I just name drop you, <laughs> and that gets out of it. All right. So here's another problem. Sometimes. Sometimes law enforcement is overreaching in such a disgusting way, and you never even know. There's no indications until people start telling you that, hey, did you know you've been posting on Facebook again? What? Do you hear about this here? Let me, I'll, let's little, little see. Oh, yeah, here. this lady? Yeah, I, I heard figured that. it could use her as bait to track down higher-level drug dealers. Well, it worked with at least one suspected criminal, but here's the thing. The woman had no idea whatsoever her face was being used to lure suspected criminals. And her kids. The case is now being reviewed by the Justice Department. So, Radley, you reported on this story. Explain how this woman found out the DEA was using her image on Facebook. Uh, I I believe it was other people had told her uh, that this was going on. Uh, but she wasn't aware of it. Uh, she didn't have uh, a Facebook account. Uh, and this all came out uh, in a lawsuit that she recently filed uh, that BuzzFeed, uh, uh, I guess, was uh, given a tip about. Um, the uh, you know, the, the um, really amazing thing about it is not just that a DEA agent did this. Uh, you know, rogue police officers, narcotics officers, uh, you know, that's, they're going to make mistakes. Uh, the, the troubling thing is that the federal government is actually defending this uh, and defending the government's power uh, to steal someone's identity uh, with, you know, without their consent uh, in federal court. Uh, that, I think, is the really uh, disturbing part of this. And what was the basis of that? They, they confiscated her cell phone and then they determined that since they did it, they confiscated her cell phone, that she lost her First Amendment rights? So they confiscate her cell phone. This cell phone includes naked pictures of her underage child on it, by the way. That they have, and so they go through that and start posting these kind of, you know, these aren't like sexy private pictures, but yeah. you know, it's her laying and sitting on top of a car with her legs spread or her ass out in the air. And then they took these and posted them on Facebook without her knowledge, right off her phone. I mean, these are the racy photos they pasted on this fake 
Facebook page. This thing is so astonishing that uh, and so offensive that when I read the article, I thought, this can't be true. This has to be a mistake. It's so clearly wrong what they did. What the, I mean, uh, she apparently gave them permission in the course of a criminal investigation to use her cell phone. Now, one would assume that that was maybe they were going to get the bad guys to call her number or maybe they were going to look at the numbers in her cell phone to see who she had communicated with. That's, I think, what a reasonable person would assume. Instead, the DEA said, well, when you gave us the phone, that gave us the right to use your Facebook account and then to <laughs> no. create this false persona online. So, like, under that logic... If I had something on my phone, yeah. if they, if it's on my phone, they have and they have access to my phone, and they have yeah. the right to use anything on my phone. Yeah, they could text Angela if they wanted to. Uh, my 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 bank account app yeah. or anything. Like well, that? you know, we're burying the lead here, What's and that? they're not, they're not even talking about what, what, this. What? Isn't it against Facebook terms of service yeah. to sign up and it's a false account? True. So why isn't Facebook falling falling a lawsuit here? Hmm. Hmm. It's almost like they're. Comp- Unbeknownst to you. Unbeknownst to you. But and, and play this out, what they're doing to her. They're invading her privacy. They're stealing her identity. And by portraying her in a promiscuous way, they're actually committing libel and slander uh, in the way that right. she's portrayed. Ding, ding. All of these things right. the DEA can be sued for. And they put her on there well, and her knees. Yes, absolutely. And the pre- what's the precedent here? Any American citizen, they can take our Facebook account and use it as a lure to other criminals i mean that's the precedent isn't it that- all right so if you guys start seeing me post sexy pictures and talking you to come radicalize for isis or putin assume it might be a trap just saying <laughs> that this is fair game if you're a dea agent well it's not and they're going to be rudely awakened in an american courtroom when this case is concluded i hope so i hope so i'm not so sure that's the case i, I don't agree like it sounds like right now they're defending it uh, which is unbelievable well, if you start restricting what we can do on the phone, that's going to tie our hands. And you know, what about the child uh, rapist? Well, what they're saying is, well, she agreed. Oh, she agreed to let us use her stuff, but she did not agree to a whole new Facebook account and having her pictures used. No, no, no way. Nope. Uh, okay, so before we get into the heavy uh, stuff, uh, <laughs> and this is actually kind of opening that category, really, because it, it, the meta story was about that. Did you hear about Biden? Did, so you might have heard like some. Well, so, I know he's coming out here. So Biden was talking to a group, and it was a vice president of the school. And the guy says, "Hi, I'm the vice president of the student." And vice and and Biden goes, "Man, it's a bitch, isn't it?" No way. Being the vice president, and so that trying to be hip. That is the least offensive thing he said. <laughs> so we're gonna play this. Oh man. So okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I, actually, we could play this clip and the show could be over because Vice President Joe Biden, uh, if you're not familiar with the United States of America, uh, Joe Biden is the vice president. My friend. Good buddy of Chase's. Yep, good friend. Uh, if, if Obama were to disappear tomorrow, this would be the man running this country. And what we are about to hear is Vice President of the United States of America, Joe Biden, just right out there and say, that ISIS is the creation of our very own allies. That we we've been involved with creating them, and and a, all of it. It's 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 the it's the best clip of the week, and we're gonna play it for you right here, right mm-hmm. now, and that'll open up our ISIS category. Clip of the week. I think so. The White House tonight is working to smooth things over after some undiplomatic remarks by the Vice President shook up the alliance against ISIS. Shook it up. And Major Garrett has that. Our biggest problem is our allies. Following a speech last week at Harvard University, Vice President Biden said Saudi Arabia, Turkey, and the United Arab Emirates had allowed extremist groups to flourish in Syria. 
all in the name of fighting the regime of Bashar al-Assad and indirectly He's giving rise script. to ISIS. They poured. Now, I just I just want to point out that this is Vice President Joe Biden. Okay, it's not Glenn Beck. It's not some loon. It's not some podcaster. It is Vice President. Of the United States of America. Number two. Joe Biden. In command. And I just want to play this back again. I just want to make sure we got all this. Our biggest problem is our allies. Following a speech last week at Harvard University, Vice President Biden said Saudi Arabia, Turkey, and the United Arab Emirates had allowed extremist groups to flourish in Syria. All in the name of fighting the regime of Bashar al-Assad. Wait, wait, hold, stop. And indirectly. Why? This bugs me. Do you see? All right, we're we're producers. We create content. Oh, people hate it when we do this, you know. I know, but, but I, I'm with to, you. Okay, I have to okay. point this out. Go for it, buddy. Why in the hell are they giving ISIS editorial credit for the video? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Yeah, I like that. Why I are like they putting little ISIS up in the corner? Like, yeah. Yeah. This is from ISIS. Right. We're, we're going to give them credit for the they video. Because otherwise they might come. They might pull it down off of YouTube for yeah, well, copyright violation, they gonna, right? They're yeah. going to flag it. Allowed <laughs> <laughs> extremist wow. groups to flourish in Syria, all in the name of fighting the regime of Bashar al-Assad and indirectly giving rise to ISIS. They poured hundreds of millions of dollars and tens, thousands of tons of weapons into anyone who would fight against Assad. Except that the people who were being who were being supplied were Al Nusra and Al Qaeda and the extremist elements of jihadis coming from other parts of the world. Biden also committed the diplomatic faux pas of recounting a private conversation with Turkish President Recep Erdogan, where Erdogan admitted that foreign fighters were crossing from southern Turkey to join ISIS in Syria. President Erdogan told me he's an old friend, said, You were right. We let too many people through. Now they're trying to seal their border. The White House worried that Biden's statements could undermine the newly formed coalition of Middle Eastern countries now fighting ISIS. Turkey only publicly joined last week. When Erdogan demanded an apology, Biden complied, placing weekend phone calls to both the Turkish president and the crown prince of Abu Dhabi. Oh, yeah. The comments join a long list of recent public missteps by the vice president. In that same speech, Biden cursed while joking about the limits of his office. Biden gave voice to long-simmering White House frustration about the flow of arms, money, and foreign fighters into Syria. His mistake suggesting that was official policy of the country's name. But, Scott... White House says it remains confident this new coalition will hang together, even amid Biden's candor. Major Garrett reporting from the White House tonight. Major, you, you know you. Biden. Biden's a he's a he's a he's a working man's kind of guy. You know he's he's out there and you know he's hip with the young kids and he's saying, you know, just being out there. You know what I mean? So there is a possibility that he, if he's going to run for president, he wants to gain credibility with the quote unquote millennials and. The millennials, quote unquote, aren't buying a lot of this. So maybe you, maybe you just. Here's what I think. I think he's losing his mind. <laughs> I, I really do because <laughs> yeah. he's just getting more and more loose uh, with it with his stuff over the years. And uh, by maybe the way, he's testing the waters. If you're not an unfiltered supporter, go over to Patreon.com/unfilter, become a supporter, get the BitTorrent sync key. Pull down that clip for yourself, and next time you're having a conversation with somebody, if ISIS is the boogeyman from hell or something that we've created ourselves and in, in work with our partners, yep. you can play them the clip yep. of Vice President Joe Biden saying it. 
Yep. And that should end the conversation right there. We're no longer going to debate it. Okay? It's, it's not a debate anymore. No. It is fact. It's, the yeah. Vice President of the United States just said it. All right? As far as I'm concerned, yep. the debate's over. Yeah. All right. Hold on. There you go. Very good. All right. So now we're going to get into some gross, heavy stuff, uh, starting with uh, just a Gitmo update. It's a story we followed for a while here. I'm going to shut down Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> what I'm going to do, as soon as I get in the office, I'm going to shut it down. Uh, on day one? Uh, on day one. Uh, I could, uh, uh, on day uh, two, uh, I'm going to enforce. Go, uh, that's how we roll. That's how we roll. <laughs> it's all about that action, boss. So uh, remember Gitmo. Yeah, and is that the, that base uh, in Cuba? And the uh, the force feeding? Yep. We got a little details on how they did it. Do you oh, want to hear it? Ooh. It's a little gross. It's not super crazy gross, but it's a little gross. I know you just ate. Yeah, I'll play right. a little bit. We don't have to watch the yeah, whole go thing. go for it. Okay, I'll play just a little bit. Stephen Miles, a doctor and professor of medical ethics at the University of Minnesota, called the use of olive oil as a lubricant for oh. the force feeding tubes used on Gitmo detainee Abu Wa'el Diab astonishing. He told Judge Gladys Kessler in the courtroom behind me, quote, there's simply no debate about this. All the medical literature I found said the lubrication had to be water soluble. One doesn't have to make very many salads to know that olive oil is not water soluble. Dr. Miles went on to say that the unsoluble nature of olive oil can cause a form of chronic inflammatory pneumonia. Are you laughing at the B-roll of of the olive oil jar? Courtesy of National (laughs) Geographic. (laughs) When I saw that pop up. I know, dude. I couldn't hold it. It's awful. But they have, for you audio listeners right now, (laughs) RT is a low-budget production, so they just have like repeating shots of olive oil bottles. What producer goes? Super up close. I I know where I could get that. These are like... I could go to Nat Geo. These are like sensual (laughs) olive oil pans, too. Like, it's up close. It's olive oil, baby. Wait, what show is this on National Geographic? (laughs) (laughs) Tuberculosis or even lung cancer in x-rays. He concluded that he didn't find the feeding tubes medically necessary. Lawyers for Diab rested their case on Tuesday, but not before they echoed that the force feeding was not medically necessary, but rather they were a form of punishment so for too. the hunger strikes. And I think say so too. these painful insertions of these feeding tubes through the nostrils could happen oh. sometimes yeah, as dude. much as five oh. times a day. Yeah. Spokesmen for the Justice Department sharply rejected these accusations of frivolous force feeding as they began their presentation of their own case yesterday. They also contended that the medical attendees who performed the insertions now use water-soluble lubricants, but due to security clearances required to get onto Guantanamo Bay, these claims could not be independently verified. In other words, it's still happening. They're just doing it with water. With the words that she's using, it could be taken entirely out of context. Yeah. The insertion of the lubrication. I know, I know. Wow. It's a it's a really sad story though. But uh, yeah, you're right, man. Okay. All right. Now we're gonna get more into the specifically the ISIS stuff. Uh first of all, I've been saying something for a couple of weeks and now this clip talks about it. Of course, the ISIS, the ISIL. You haven't been very good about this night, man. Well, you're quick, and you didn't give me a chance. You're right. It's because I'm catching myself now. Yeah. <laughs> You've trained me to catch myself. Uh, Palace dog. Of course, it has to become like a key issue for the campaign yep. for Congress. And so look at these fear ads that they're using in the uh, re-election campaigns. Ooh, it's disgusting. Already? Little fear porn. Ooh, so that's how we'll like open this. up our official ISIS segment. Yes. ISIS has worked its way into the congressional elections, too. They're just coming up four weeks from today. You know, I got to say, uh, by the way, uh, CBS has really, uh, has really gone really, really all out on their ISIS coverage. Uh, a lot of the other networks are focusing a lot on Ebola. 
CBS is even sending some of their correspondents over there, and they're only there for like a short period of time. And it's really weird. Are they working with the ISIS teams on the ground? Apparently, they apparently because they got they're doing interviews and all kinds wow. of stuff. They got a lot of stuff in the overtime folder. If you're curious about it, Nancy Cordes tells us about some campaign ads that are getting a lot of attention. Okay, go Nancy. Are we secure? Are we protected? The ad was released yesterday by an Arizona Republican running for Congress named Wendy Rogers. It opens with video of American journalist James Foley just before he was beheaded. Keeping us safe and secure is Congress's job. Kirsten Sinema hasn't done her job. A Democratic spokesman called the ad reprehensible and accused Rogers of using footage of an American tragedy for political gain. But the Rogers campaign argued it was only using current events to show differences between the candidates, like several other Republican challengers have done. While ISIS grew, Obama kept waiting. <laughs> Kay Hagan yeah! kept quiet. In ad after ad, Republicans fault the president and, by extension, Democrats in Congress for allowing ISIS to grow unchecked. President Obama and Senator Shaheen seem confused about the nature of the threat. Boy, this was just a gift for the election cycle, huh? Because oh, now no we kidding. just get to talk about this. Didn't have to talk about any of those other problems. Oh, man. Oh, man. Domestic issues are so, so boring. Not me. It's a potent argument for outsiders. In today's CBS News poll, 36 percent of Americans said the Obama administration's policies have made the country less safe from terrorism. Seventy-seven percent of respondents said Congress did only a fair or poor job assessing the ISIS threat. Anticipating such attacks, some incumbent Democrats, like Colorado Senator Mark Udall, have released their own ads. Intelligence Committee member, chair of the Committee on Strategic Forces, determined to defeat ISIS with full support for American airstrikes in Syria and Iraq. The president opened the door for attacks by Republicans on this issue when he admitted back in August that the U.S. did not have a strategy for taking on ISIS in Syria. But what makes this a tricky campaign issue, Scott, is that he does have a strategy now, and it's one that a majority of members of Congress from both sides say they support. Nancy Cordes on Capitol Hill for us tonight. Nancy, thank you. Thanks, Nancy. Nancy. Great work, Nancy. Way to go, Nancy. So there you go. It is a key issue, of course, not too surprising there in the politics. So now now, what we have to do in order to kind of make these two things go well, well, you can't just have the ads, you can't just have the campaign, you got to have your genuine fear. Thankfully, we've got something delivered in a plot that was disrupted in the U.S., <gasps> not just any plot, an ISIS plot. In this fight against terror, another major development tonight, you'll remember that Al-Qaeda-linked group plotting against... Hey, speaking of which, it's your buddy. Hey. <laughs> hey what do we know about your buddy there, you know, Chase? He's, so, he's having a good week, well, or a you, good couple of weeks, well, isn't he? Well, first off, you know... Diane, God bless her soul, you know, she... This uh, is Diane Sawyer. Wow, look at Obama, look at him go! (laughs) Uh, So, obviously, in the evening news, you guys, it's all about the money, it's all about the ratings, and for the first time since 2008, when Diane Sawyer was the anchor, ABC News is now the number one prime time with viewers, adults 25 to yeah, 54. David Moore's there. Uh, is pulling I mean, it he's a young guy. You yeah. know, he's hip. He's trying too hard. <laughs> he really is. He's too phony. I, as far as I'm concerned, it's uh, give me Brian Williams and, and Scott any day of the week over uh, Brian Moore. Well, the, the streak of 263 yeah, consecutive <clears throat> weeks. 
out of here. And remember, it's always about the young demographic. Yeah. So right now, you yeah. know, the- unfortunately, uh, I think ABC is the worst in terms of lockstep with the Obama administration in the mainstream news. Obviously, yeah. MSNBC, even a, their slogan is even is, is even an extension of the Obama campaign slogan. Yeah. So they are I mean, they're uh, MSNBC's like some of their anchors are like actually married to people in the Obama administration. Yeah. That's a yeah, thing. There's ties. But yeah. ABC News, uh, they've always been right in with the messaging and so now that they're i'm sure I, oh boy i'm so happy well, to hear it was, that it was george george stephanopoulos yeah now he's doing the morning news yeah yeah but i mean he was he's been involved in the administrations oh, yeah. for a long yeah, time yes yes he was long yes that's time. right yeah, including yeah, yeah even, even back in he was wasn't he uh the, the one of the chief press people for clinton he, and he, for clinton yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, all right so anyways uh david's gonna update us on the uh, war on isis right here yeah, in though, our... he's got he's got he's got chris like hair you know he does. Maybe he that's does. why I don't like that. him. Although a couple of things, a couple of things. Uh, in fact, I almost take a little offense to that because I want to point out. <laughs> uh, you see, he's got the ruffle behind the neck there. I do. I would never have that sticking out. Okay. Also, his uh, his sideburns are too bushy. Okay. And on his right side, you see the right side hair. That's yeah. way too much right there. I would trim yeah. that down. It has yeah. to be svelte. It has to be aerodynamic. Yeah. Uh, I feel like he, he's going to slow down if he has to run. Of course, David doesn't have room for anything yeah, tonight. No, not anymore. You'll remember that Al-Qaeda-linked group plotting against America, reportedly planning the... Oh, 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 that's why I put this clip in here. So remember last week how we debunked the Coruscant group, how it wasn't an actual thing. Right. Uh, and the the media was totally silent on that for that week. Like, they were obviously yeah. trying to figure out what the hell to well, do. Well, they're waiting to hear from us. Right. Yeah. So this clip is basically... <laughs> look at that still. This clip <laughs> is basically... Reestablishing how scary the Coruscant group is, and no, guys, is totally a thing. Now, go into this knowing that the Coruscant group was fully debunked by by officials in the Obama administration right. themselves. Yes. So the Coruscant group is a phony. It is a fake, and they've been called on it. And so now it, it is it is absolutely unquestionably a fake. But now now they got to save face. And if you'll notice, the government official will never actually use the term. Coruscant group. The reporter in the wrap-up will use it once they're going back from the package. Next 9-11 type attack on the U.S. targeted by U.S. airstrikes over Syria. But tonight an ABC News exclusive. Was that plot truly foiled? ABC's chief global affairs correspondent Martha Raddatz one-on-one with America's top military leader, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, asking did those airstrikes succeed? So the question is, this fake group that never existed, that you used as connected to al-Qaeda, so that way you could use your established legal authority combating al-Qaeda to strike Syria, the fake group that never existed, did your airstrikes damage them enough so that way they could never actually do the plot that they were never actually going to do? I think I know what he's going to say, Chris. Hmm. You know, we hit them hard, we hit them yes. I, okay, okay. I, I mean, I'll... you can't say no. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can, because you know why you can? Because if you say, well, we did, we, we set them back, but they're still out there, then that perpetuates the need for you to continue to drop bombs. That's true. Is the immediate threat in some of those plans they were making, was that disrupted? Uh, I think it's absolutely safe to say disrupted, but the, you know, the, uh, the unknown is for how long. Their aspiration to conduct attacks in, the, in Europe and the United States and elsewhere in the region remains remains an aspiration. I don't know how significantly they were disrupted. All right, so I want to bring in Martha tonight because General Dempsey seemed very careful there, Martha, that the group is disrupted, but clear they still want to... Again, notice how he's saying the group. They have not said the Coruscant group nope, yet. They're not, nope, not yet. The general didn't, and he specifically didn't say the Coruscant group there because that would be putting words in the general's mouth. So right. now Martha will use it. Nobody else is using it. This is crap. Attack America. 
It, it seems that way, David. The chairman told me they got one senior leader of the Corazon terror group for sure, but they are not certain about the man in charge of operations, a man named Mohsen Al-Fadli. The chairman said they are hopeful because he has not been prominent on the airwaves, and that probably includes cell phone uh-huh. communication. Since that first round of airstrikes in Syria, the chairman also said these groups, including ISIS, are changing their tactics, taking down black flags, breaking up their con- Voice and blending into the population, and that is making it harder to target the groups, David. All right, Martha Raddatz with the you one-on-one know, one tonight. Martha, thank you. Thanks, you know, Martha. Chris, if we only had a, a way to, I don't know, maybe go on the ground mm-hmm. and, I don't know, fight these guys, mm. I mm. mean, not by air, but mm. through another method. Mm. Do you know mm. of any other method? only some other way. You know, I... Can we back up for? Can we just zoom out and can we realize that we are not talking about an army, right? We are no. dropping, we are dropping bombs on a bunch of loosely connected sociopaths who have been armed and financed by some of the worst people in the world that are now going out there, and they're all kind of working towards different things. Some of them have different religious backgrounds. Yeah. Some of them want to go after Assad. Some of them support Assad. Yeah. They are all over the place. And what we are doing is we are pretending like we could bomb them like we could some sort of state. Yeah. Like we could go after Russia. Like we could go after their facilities. And over here we'll go after their comms equipment. And over here they're bomb planners because they are like the military that's organized. No. They, she says they're blending in with the people. It's because they are the people. They are the people. That flag, that ISIS flag is just a generic stupid ass flag. It doesn't even mean anything specifically. It's a generic stupid ass flag. The whole thing is a fake. You can't go bomb a bunch of people because they are the people. You, th- th- there's no army. There's yeah. no army for us to bomb. No, no, it's no. But you're right, Chase. What we need to do is step it up a little bit. And that's why the FBI has a new strategy to hunt down a suspected homegrown terrorist. The FBI in a very unusual move tonight. Now asking for your help. They want to know if the man you're about to see in this video is American. Federal authorities asking everyone to look and listen to this man wearing a mask in an ISIS video. This is someone else who they have noticed in those videos, and here's his voice tonight. All right, I think we can do this. Are you ready? We're pretty good at voice analysis. Yeah. Oh, we, yeah. got, we both have a very expensive oh, uh, set, of, set of headphones on. I got uh, both cans okay, on. Okay, I'll turn the amp up. Uh, let's listen. Let's listen. All right. We're here in the 17th Division military base just outside the city of Arraqqa. There is a global hunt this evening to find him and to figure out if he's from the U.S. Yeah, that sounds like David Muir. Yeah, I recognize that voice. Yeah, yeah that definitely sounds like David Muir. Right it there. sounds like some sort of audio filter that they put on there in Final Cut. Arraka. And we begin here with ABC senior justice correspondent Pierre Thomas with the crucial tape. Crucial. This is the end that they face. In a chilling ISIS propaganda video, this fighter in black mask speaks as men dig a ditch in the background. He's presiding over their execution. You can see them now digging their own graves in the very place where they were stationed. Wow, did the cameraman just shift focus like that? That's a pretty good move. Wow. Yeah. He's speaking perfect English, and the FBI believes the accent is North American, meaning he could be from the U.S. Hmm, his camo is also North American, so that's what? possible. What? All right, you know, I, I'm, I love Canada. I really do love Canada, but why do they automatically go, oh, he's from North America? Well, Canadians US. don't speak perfect English, dude. It's a boot. <laughs> they want to know if you know who he is. We're hoping that someone might recognize this individual and provide us with key pieces of information, the FBI website says, 
No piece of information is too small. Now, we know that shit, because remember when uh, the people on Reddit got together and tried to find the Boston bombers? I remember. And then the FBI came out and said, you shouldn't be doing this. This isn't your job. We have experts that do this. Yep. They don't come out to the public and ask for this kind of stuff. Nobody can identify that guy. This is shit. Distraction. It, it is to scare you. It is to scare you. Yep. It is to show you that there is an American, and you can help us fight terrorism. Let's everybody be vigilant. Join in. Sources say the FBI needs the public's help even as it uses computers to develop a composite of the face behind the mask. Enhance. To turn our guns towards the Muslims. They, they are secretly approaching informants worldwide to see if they know his voice. The concern, sources tell me, is that this man and many like him must be identified in case they try to return to the U.S. The FBI director told me oh, just man. how urgent his concern is Love this guy. about foreign fighters, including Americans, flowing into Syria. Americans. The civil war there is offering an opportunity for thousands of foreign fighters to flow in and get training in the worst uh, arts of terrorism, and then they're coming back. They're coming back to Europe, they're coming back to North America, um, and it's something that all of us in the counterterrorism business are worried about every day. Why the urgency? Sources told me today a man participating in a mass execution might do anything. David? Pierre Thomas live in Washington leading us off. Pierre, thank you. Thanks, Pierre. Leading us off with a fierce story of the yes, night. Yes, yes, And, of course, uh, the that uh, the guy we just saw there at the end, James Comey, uh, your buddy, FBI director, yeah. uh, he talks a little more about the Americans that are fighting along. Now, you might remember, uh, I actually... I. I looked it up. Uh, your buddy Mike Rogers said yeah, a lot of friends. Yeah, he said he said there are thousands of Americans with passports fighting in Syria. Now McCain has said there are thousands? hundreds of yeah. That's what Mike Rogers said. Okay. I, got, I went up and looked at the, the exact quote. He actually said thousands. Uh, McCain said hundreds of passports are in Syria. Remember the passports, hundreds yep. of passports, yep. hundreds yep. of passports. Yep. Got to get the passports. Yep. Well, uh, the FBI director uh, James Comey has a little bit of a different number. Federal prosecutors say a 19-year-old from Illinois who hoped to join the ISIS terror group in, in Syria was arrested over the weekend while trying to fly out of Chicago's O'Hare Airport. So what you do is uh, you go, you call 411 and you say, hi, I would like the, I the ISIS recruiting number. And then they give you the address. And then you what you well, do is you book a flight. Well, they would call AT&T, right? Because it's a payment service. Sure, sure. I mean, what if he was just looking to get a job running the payment system? I, I, I like this idea that you could just like fly over to the uh, ISIS HQ and sign up. Like, as a 19-year-old kid, you're just going to fly, you're going to get on How a plane. How many direct flights are there from Chicago O'Hare? That's what I want to know. Mohammed Hamza Khan, a U.S. citizen, was in court today to hear charges of attempting to provide material support to a foreign terrorist group. Mm. Investigators say Khan left a note for his parents that said he felt an obligation to immigrate to the Islamic State. FBI Director James Comey says more than 100 Americans have been caught going to Syria or traveling there to fight and then returning. We asked Comey about that in his first major television interview for 60 Minutes. Some people call individuals who are radicalized... Oh, okay, 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 okay. ...wolves. Is that the biggest threat we face? Now, oh, I know what he's going to say. Wait, wait, I, I don't want to spoil it. Okay, okay. I actually right. know what he's going to say. All right, okay. Yeah, people use that term. It's not one I like because it conveys a sense of dignity I don't think they deserve. Uh, <laughs> these homegrown violent extremists are troubled souls who are seeking meaning in some misguided way, and so they come across the propaganda, and they become radicalized on their own, sort of independent study, 
and they're also able to equip themselves with training again through the internet. Oh, and then engage it's, whoa, in G- whoa, the internet. Also, if you notice, uh, he's about he's lying through his teeth right now. He actually drops the term in here. Uh, Scott's going to ask him, you what if you don't think they should be called lone wolves? What do you think they should be called? He won't actually answer the truthful answer. He drops the name in here, the HVEs. He says homegrown violent extremists. He says HVEs in here. That's the new term. It's not lone wolf. No. We're remessaging everybody. This interview is about remessaging. Lone wolves. Is that the biggest threat we face? Yeah, people use that term. It's not one I like because it conveys a sense of dignity. I don't think they deserve. Uh, these homegrown violent extremists are oh. troubled souls who are seeking meaning in some misguided way, and so they come across the propaganda, and they become radicalized on their own, sort of independent study, and they're also able to wow. equip themselves mm. with training, again, through the Internet, oh my and then engage in that? jihad uh, after emerging from their basement. <laughs> whoa, the name whoa. Lone Wolf oh my God. It does. I'd prefer Lone Rat. Uh, to capture the, the the kind of person we're talking about. Lone rat. Yeah. Comey also told us that he knows of a dozen Americans dozen. who have joined terrorist groups inside Syria. He says the FBI knows their names and is tracking them. So it's What's... now down to a dozen. We've gone from thousands to hundred to dozen that are now in Syria. All right. First off, let's get the stereotypical crap out of the way. Why is he bringing up basement? Like, like. Well, so it's clever. It's it's actually extremely clever. So because he, he's trying to fill fill that right. narrative. So he's We've heard it he's calling them he's calling them the homegrown violent extremists. That's the right. that's the term the government wants the media and all right. of us to use. Yeah. But he's using the term homegrown rat because that term you know that's that's going to resonate with the American people. And then you throw the basement imagery in there, and then you get this what you conjure up in your theater of the mind. Is this delusion, Muslim-looking kid yeah. searching the web yeah. for information on, on on terrorism? The same exact imagery you get when they talk about a mass shooter that you know was down playing video games in the basement. In the basement, that's right. what we always hear. Right. It's all about imagery. Hours in the basement. It's, it's to get you yeah. to build a narrative in your head of what these people are like, so then that way you can pass judgment on them and hate them. That's what they're doing. Well, Chris, you know, I don't have a basement, so if there's some slowly rat right. in a basement, right. oh my God. But you know what? It's not just here in the good old U.S. Cross the pond. Also some fear porn. Breaking tonight, new details on reports that an imminent ISIS attack may have just been broken up in the U.K. Oh my goodness, there's too many audio feeds in this one. There's too many audio feeds in that one. That's no good, Chase. Let me see if I have a different feed for that one. Uh, so yeah, there was a ISIS plot. The ISIS fighters were in the U.K. and they were planning to decapitate people in the streets. Did you hear about this? No. Yeah, so they broke up that. Uh, here, here's a little bit more about this. Right. And and uh, now, of course, the natural extension is, is once this happens, because they're so close to the ISIS threat, the only way to protect the people is to take away the freedoms. People in Britain will have to accept the loss of internet freedoms if they want better protection from terrorists. That's the message from the head of the UK's National Crime Agency. Polly Boyko reports from London. Well, the National Crime Agency is Britain's answer to the FBI, and its boss, Keith Bristow, told The Guardian that in this internet age, in order to catch criminals and terrorists, the public basically needs to consent to lose some freedoms in favor of greater safety and security. So that would mean agreeing uh, for law enforcement agencies to monitor more of their phone calls and emails. The National Crime Agency boss said that the police is 
losing track of the ability to monitor criminals and that the current laws are becoming outdated. Oh. He did admit that winning that public approval might be extremely difficult, especially in the post-Snowden landscape that we live in, that some public trust has been lost. Some, just but some. Interestingly, right. despite him uh, talking about being concerned with public consent to these snooping powers, plans to increase government surveillance powers are already afoot anyway. We know that the UK's Home Secretary, Theresa May, has said that she's setting out plans to introduce greater surveillance powers. She's already failed to push through the data and communications bill just two years ago. That was blocked by the Liberal Democrat Party here and amid protests over civil liberties. But it looks like she's going to be trying to push it through again. And civil liberties campaigners are already concerned about it. One commentator said this morning that the only way Britons are going to be able to have a private conversation if this bill goes through is if they are having it in a public park. So this is all really about towing that line between being able to catch criminals, keep the public safe, but at the same time not forget about their civil liberties. And I think that's becoming more difficult in this day and age. Give me a break. It doesn't uh-huh. sound like any civil liberties are no. left. I mean, what he's asking for is just a temporary, some temporary powers that he will give back right. once this crisis because, has been averted. Because terrorists. Star Wars. Because terrorists. Yes, very much Star Wars, isn't it? Isn't yeah. it exactly? It it's, is. It's unbelievable. And really. first for my first power. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, here's the thing, though. I'm always curious about people who live in the UK. I mean, there's cameras, there's CCTV everywhere, freeways, in cities, counties, you name it. I love to hear from somebody in the UK and and, and get your yeah. reaction because- Are they what, just used what, to it now? I mean, what we think, I, I consider this like a, a frog in the pot of water syndrome right. in a way. It's like- Yeah, just they keep turning have, it up a little bit. They already have all these cameras. Hey, what's a little bit more packet snooping? What's just a little bit more? It's okay. It's yeah. all for terrorists. Yeah, we got to get them because we're so we close. Them, yeah. Now, you were starting to say, uh, if you've been watching the news, you've been, might, you might be getting this the hint- that it's time to put boots on the ground. It's yeah. time we're getting to the point. Well, it feels like that's what the, the narrative that they're setting up. Well, you know, we're hitting these stri- yeah. the strikes, but they're getting themselves Little ineffective. Embedded. Right, exactly. You know, so blending in. I think I picked this clip out of the Fox because I felt like it. That's exactly the message that you're supposed to take away from this clip. So let's play it and talk about that. All right. After two months of pounding, you know, coalition airstrikes, they barely seem to make a dent in the core of ISIS. This is the radical Islamic terrorists appear to be undeterred on their march. As the fighters now hide behind... Which is exactly what you just said, right? Yep, yep. That's, that feels that's right. like that's the message, and that's exactly what we've noticed. ...civilians yeah. by melting into urban areas. So many are asking today if their reliance on air power so far alone could be a flaw in the strategy against ISIS. Jennifer Griffin, on that, from the Pentagon. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Eric. Well, last night, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs delivered a dire warning about the future of Kobani, a, the Kurdish stronghold near the Turkish border. Well, it may be about to fall. The, um, the ISIL fighters have been uh, putting pressure on the outskirts of the city and, in fact, into the city itself. Speaking to Fox News this morning, Pentagon spokesman Rear Admiral John Kirby said the U.S. military has been tracking these advances but conceded that air power alone simply isn't enough to defend the town from ISIS. The former Defense Secretary Leon Panetta agrees. 
We didn't miss them necessarily. We've been tracking these guys, and we've been trying to hit them from the air. Just the night before last, there were five airstrikes in and around Kobani to try to get at them. But I think what you're seeing here is, and we've been very honest about the limits of air power, there's just so much you can do from the air. You're dealing with a, uh, a very dangerous and fanatical enemy uh, in Syria. And it, frankly, it's not going to work just to do air attacks without having not people on the ground right. who know where the targets are and what's going on. If the military thinks that we ought to have special forces boots on the ground in order to do what's right, I think the president ought to be open to that kind but of recommendation. Once again. What is becoming increasingly clear from conversations that I'm having here at the Pentagon is that the political decision not to put boots on the ground is confining the current air operations. In the meantime, Kobani is likely to fall to ISIS. This afternoon, President Obama is coming to the Pentagon to meet with his joint chiefs, only the second time he has done so as commander-in-chief. Eric. All right, Jennifer. Thanks, Jennifer. Now, now look, you see, what we've tried to do is send planes over there, bomb them. But it's not working. So what we need to do is we need to send some it needs troops. work, Chase. It's not, it's not as solid as uh, the other one. Uh, hey, <laughs> he's going to be out in a couple yeah, of years. By then you'll have it down. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, you guys, have you not been seeing this? Right, right. We've been saying it the entire time. Yep. And we knew. We knew. Yeah. Yeah, and I've already made a red book prediction. I, I already made it. Uh, I want to say yeah. last we one were, or two. The only two thing we were wrong. Ago. The only thing we were wrong is I think on the time we said early 2015 after the elections. Yeah, I'm, I, the way this has, this way this is popping up in every interview this week. I'm starting to think it might be sooner than that. Well, it's going to be at least minimum after the elections. I'm, I'm checking the red book right there, Chase. Yep. and yep. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, yeah. so here's the other thing is. There has been this message of trying to prepare us. This is going to be a long-ass conflict. It's been in a lot of the clips, especially in the overtime yep. folder. Now, Leon Panetta said he called it, he said, prepare yourselves, get ready for this, for a 30-year war. We begin this hour with a Fox News alert and a daunting warning about ISIS. The man who spent years battling al-Qaeda as Secretary of Defense, Leon Panetta, now saying that the threat... Well, there's another audio feed in there. It's a good one, too, because that must be the – I think the capture software driver wasn't working very well. Uh, it so wants it, to capture it all. It wanted, it wanted to capture all the things, not just the one application but thing. One, but $1.1 billion have already been spent. 1.1, yeah. And uh, this this is coming from a story from RT, but basically – so far, we've already spent we've already spent one point one billion. One point one billion already. And what do you always say, Chase? What do you always say? Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what you always say, Chase. One point one billion. And it, and it's one of those situations where they have to feed the industry, uh, you know, the military industrial complex. They got to right. continue feeding it. Right. And so when they started, you know, pulling the troops out of uh, Iraq and you know trying to wind things down in Afghanistan. I mean, you've already had talks of bases, even in this local area, you know, where they would start cutting troops and, you know, start, you know, condensing down some of our fighting force. But they need to invent some way to get us back on the ground. I agree. And I think that's what it's about. And that's what they're trying to do. So let me play this clip for you. Uh, this is uh, this is from Fox News here. And uh, in this, it's an interview with Leon Panetta. Uh, you know, he used to work in the CIA. He was a former defense Good secretary. Friend. Your buddy. We begin this hour with a Fox News alert and a daunting warning about ISIS. The man who spent years battling al-Qaeda as Secretary of Defense, Leon Panetta, now saying that the threat posed by ISIS will test not only the resolve of this country, but the leadership 
of our Commander-in-Chief as well. Very strong words from Leon Panetta as we welcome you to a brand new hour of America's Newsroom. I'm Martha McCallum. And I'm Bill Hemmer. Good morning. Panetta saying that President Obama was right to take the U.S. into war against ISIS, but says the fight will not be an easy one, and neither will it be quick. If they establish a base of operations in that part of the world, uh, it's only a matter of time before they will then use it as a basis on which to attack this country. I think we're looking at uh, kind of a 30-year war uh, kind of uh, history here in which uh, it's going to take a long time to be able to go after these elements. Well, Peter Ducey's live in Washington now. What does Panetta make so, of President Obama's strategy? What do you think of this? A 30-year war. What the hell, Chase? What the hell? It's probably lo- you know long tooth in the estimate, but at the same time, it's not outside the realm of possibility just because look how long we've already been in that area of the world already. Yeah. Uh, at least, what, 20 plus well, years? Well, I hope he does. I hope he doesn't mean 30 out. I hope he's including that. I don't know if he is or not. No, um, he's, I, I, the way he was talking, it didn't sound like he was including that. Now, I know you hate Jeremy Shahill, but I like him. I think he's a good guy. And the reason why I like him is even though he's very intense, mm-hmm. uh, he's one of these guys. He was a progressive who was an Obama bot. He was a supporter of Obama. He watched what Obama did, and he's flipped, and now he's very anti-Obama. But the thing I like about Jeremy, unlike a lot of the other talking heads we see on TV, is Jeremy has seen so much of this combat firsthand. He has been there, and he he has told some stories that you can tell have scarred him permanently. And when you look at this man, you can tell he is a scarred man by the things that he has witnessed. But because he has bared witness to these firsthand— he has a, pers- a perspective and a handle on this situation that almost nobody else in the media ever talks about. And unfortunately, as the war machine is ramped up and the pro-war advocates have, gone, have gotten the attention on TV, Jeremy has essentially been sort of pushed off to more of the less mainstream media outlets. Here's a little bit of a – this is kind of a long-ish clip. But this is such a great clip. What Jeremy's going to do here is he's really going to break down the exact situation we're at. And I want to close out the ISIS segment with this democracy clip. Now, democracynow.org, the War and Peace Report. I'm Amy Goodman. Vice President Joe Biden said Thursday it'll take a, quote, hell of a long fight for the United States and its allies to stop the advance of militants from the Islamic State in Iraq and Syria. But during the same speech, Biden admitted the Islamic State poses no existential threat to the nation's security. His comment comes as Australia becomes the latest country to join the U.S.-led fight. Prime Minister Tony Abbott said Australian planes will take part in the air campaign and that special forces would be deployed. The Americans uh, certainly have uh, uh, quite a substantial uh, special forces component on the ground already. Um, uh, My understanding is that there are U.K. and Canadian special forces already uh, inside Iraq. Uh, So uh, we'll be uh, operating... um, on a much smaller scale, but uh, in an entirely comparable way to the United States Special Forces. Meanwhile, Turkey's parliament has authorized the government to order military action against the Islamic State. The mandate also allows foreign troops to launch operations from Turkey. According to the Syrian Observatory for Human Rights, ISIS militants have seized more than 350 North Syrian villages in the past 16 days, displacing at least 300,000 people. To talk more about the crisis in the Middle East, we're joined by Jeremy Ski, who who first reported from inside Iraq before the 2003 U.S. invasion. He's co-founder of the 
intercept.org and author of the book Dirty Wars, The World is a Battlefield. The paperback version of the book has just been published. Welcome back to Democracy Now!, Jeremy, and congratulations on the book being uh, published as a paperback. Talk about the war in Syria and Iraq now. Well, you know, for, first of all, it's it's sort of like uh, the, the terrorist flavor of the month that we're dealing with here. <clears throat> you know, first we had al-Qaeda is this huge global threat. Then it was ISIS. And then the Khorasan group, uh, you know, was produced. And the thing is, almost no one in Syria had ever heard of the Khorasan group. In fact, my understanding is that it was a term that was sort of used in the U.S. intelligence community and actually isn't the, the name of the people that they claim to be attacking. And um, what, what the, the entire policy boils down to is that the Obama administration has, in a very Orwellian way, uh, changed the definition of commonly understood terms, uh, primarily the term imminent. They are saying that the Khorasan group represented an imminent threat to the United States. But we know from a leaked white paper uh, that was put out in advance of John Brennan's confirmation to be the uh, CIA director uh, that the Justice Department actually has officially changed the definition of the word imminent so that it does not need to involve an immediate uh, uh, threat against the United States. That now, I know we've talked about this before. Yeah. But see, again, this is what I love about Scahill is he tells you, you can tell in his head, he knows exactly where that came from. Yeah. So this is a super, 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 super important thing that you have to realize is sometimes these terms have been redefined. Imminent does not mean imminent, right? Military age combat does not, uh, does not mean we, all these terms have been redefined. And he's pointing that out here. To the United States. But we know from a leaked white paper uh, that was put out in advance of John Brennan's confirmation to be the uh, CIA director, uh, that the Justice Department actually has officially changed the definition of the word imminent so that it does not need to involve an immediate uh, uh, threat against the United States, that it could be a perception that maybe one day uh, these individuals could possibly attempt to plot, not even carry out, uh, a, a terrorist attack against the United States. That flimsy justification has been used now to expand uh, this war uh, from uh, Iraq to Syria, potentially beyond. Um, you know, the, the Obama administration, uh, in, in engaging in this policy, uh, is continuing a uh, Bush administration outcome of the decision to invade Iraq, and that is it's em they're empowering the very threat that they claim to be fighting. Um, who is ISIS? What, what is this group made up of? Is it just people that are uh, radical Islamists that want to behead American journalists? No. One of the top, and this almost is never mentioned in corporate media coverage of this, one of the top com military commanders of ISIS um, is a man named Izzat Ibrahim al-Duri al-Takridi. Who is Izzat Ibrahim? Izzat Ibrahim is the leading Ba'athist who was on the deck of cards that the United States has not captured. He was one of Saddam Hussein's top military commanders. He was uh, not just some ragamuffin Ba'athist. He actually was a, a hardcore uh, general in the Iraqi military during the Iran-Iraq war. Um, and he was a secular Ba'athist. Why is he fighting with ISIS? I've never heard this before. This is extremely interesting, and it would imply that ISIS has actual sophisticated military personnel at the mm -hmm. top, which yeah. would sort of be consistent with what some of what we have seen here. And uh, this is one of the reasons I want to include this clip is because it's giving us a different angle on something we don't talk about is uh, who is actually sort of pulling the strings for ISIS inside right. the group itself. Yeah. Well, when, when Bush decided to invade Iraq and then he put Paul Bremer, 
who was a radical neocon ideologue who had cut his teeth working for Henry Kissinger. When Paul Bremer was put in charge of the occupation of Iraq, one of the first things he did was to fire uh, 250,000 Iraqi soldiers simply because they were members of the Ba'ath Party. As one senior U.S. official at the time said, it was the day we made a quarter of a million enemies in Iraq. All of these Ba'athists have been jerked around by the United States and the Sunnis in Western Iraq, jerked around by the United States for a very long time. Uh, there was the period of the so-called surge where the U.S. actually paid Sunnis not to kill the United States, uh, you, you know, U.S. soldiers. Um, and, and so, and, and, but then the U.S. turned around and put in power a Shiite-led government uh, under Nouri al-Maliki uh, that effectively operated um, a, a network of death squads that, that systematically attacked Sunnis. So the point I'm making here is, yes, there's an element uh, of ISIS, I don't know how dominant it is within the group, that uh, is, you know, trying to establish the caliphate. And they are beheading people. And they are imposing a very strict interpretation of Sharia law. But there are also... Uh, and, I, and I would suspect that their best military figures, uh, there is also a large contingent of people that are fighting the same battle that they were fighting when the United States originally invaded. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact is there was no al-Qaeda presence in Iraq uh, before George W. Bush took the, made the decision to invade it, except in the Kurdish region in the north of Iraq, which was not under Saddam Hussein's control. In fact, it was under the control of U.S.-backed entities. You hear and that? that was Ansar al-Islam. Saddam mm-hmm. Hussein's forces were fighting that group. So so what, what, what am I saying here? What I'm saying is that the United States, through its policies, created the very threat that it claims to be fighting now. And in continuing this policy, what President Obama is doing is embracing... Uh, the very lies that made the Cheney-Bush-Iraq war possible. And in the process, he's creating yet another generation of people in the Islamic world who are going to grow up in a society where they believe that their religion is being targeted, uh, where they believe that the United States is a gratuitous enemy. And, uh, and, and, and so this is sort of an epic formula for blowback. Wow. What he's saying here, and this is why I think wow. it's going to be a 30-year war. Every yeah. time we do something like this, yeah. we're, we're, we're breeding another generation of people who hate us. And so it, it's going to be another 30 years. So I know if anybody was able to answer this next question that I'm going to throw out, we, we wouldn't be here at all. How do you stop this perpetual cycle um, and just say, you know what, enough's enough? I mean, it's got to come to a head, but the problem is, of course, you know, show me the money, you know, the military-industrial complex and all the interested parties that are involved. I mean, what do you do? And I think the only thing that you really can do is get more and more people educated on this, let everybody know exactly what's going on. That's why we do this show, patreon.com slash unfilter. And, you know, and, and just get people to realize and wake up what the hell's going on. I think that's the ultimate solution is is more people sort of coming to the same common yeah. consensus that wait this isn't making any sense at all. And right. and we, we don't necessarily even think we have it nailed, right? But we yeah. think maybe we have we're onto something and yeah. that's why it's not just the podcast we put out. We put out all of the source files to the show to our supporters and you know what's So been, you can make your own decisions. What's been inc- incredibly rewarding about that and something we never even considered when we when we established this format was that like educators are using it for their classes which is yeah. so amazing and so awesome that it can be used as a tool like that 
that's incredible. Yeah. So um, I I think if if you if you if you at least in, enjoy this conversation and the dialogue, even if you don't agree, if you enjoy the intellectual stimulation it might provide, or perhaps the island of sanity it may be offering you, or the reality check, or just honestly a condensed version of the news that matters so you don't have to sift through all the crap and you can no. do what you want throughout the week and then you just check in once a week yeah. to get your mental hygiene, please consider going over to patreon.com slash unfilter. Absolutely. How are we doing over there? I should go check it right now, actually, before we move on. You know. Patreon.com slash unfilter. Right now, 335. So we picked up a couple from last week. I've, sweet. Yeah. So that's awesome. That yeah. Is, that's really great, you guys. Thank you very much. Uh, I, I, We have some milestones on the page you can find out more about. We have some built-in pledge levels. Uh, for those of you, you know, I haven't mentioned it in this show. Yeah. I talk about this in Tech Talk every day, so I forget sometimes. Yeah. But uh, we are working on a really awesome swag for the folks that are in the Unfiltered Swag Club. I'm surprised. I, sh- I sh- probably should have mentioned this in yeah, this show. Yeah, you should have. Um, <clears throat> I'm so sorry about got, that. What do we got going on, man? Uh, so you know the Jupiter Broadcasting Instagram page is awesome. I, I've heard of it. So folks I've, who are I've, I've in the uh, Swag Club for yeah. Unfiltered that get the swag, Angela has handmade vinyl stickers. She's of, handmade? I didn't know she well, handmade designed. them. Oh, okay. Design. All right. All right. No, we're getting she's, the printed. She's out. So okay, I was like, I don't wow. think they. I think, in fact, here's what's interesting about them is because each one is unique and detailed. So there's 15 different countries that we have supporters in yeah. in the pledge level. So 15 different flags up there, including Russia. Russia's up there. Probably Putin himself. It's Putin. And uh, so she she got all these flags. She went and got the logo on there. She worked with each one with the printer to make sure they turn out just right. I mean, like, she really yeah. has gone all out. And we're going to be sending these out soon to those of you in the Unfiltered Swag Club. That's awesome. Uh, and we'll do this again probably uh, soon-ish, kind of budget-depending, all of those kinds of things. So, you know how uh, last week on the show I uh, gave away a, a one-plus-one invite? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, uh, someone pulled the trigger on it. Yeah. And they, they, they even thanked me on Twitter, like, thanks so much. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, if anybody's watching live, boom, there's another link that just went in there. Oh, my goodness. And is it okay if I show your screen? Yeah, that's okay, fine. All right. uh, but that's not all. As you notice, I have a couple of more. I thought about it. You know, so, I thought about getting it myself. So do you want one? How soon could I have it? Well, could you I have, have it before the end of October when they get here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're really fast. Hmm. So so here's the thing. I After this one that just went out, there are two. Oh, wait. They're GSM, huh? Yeah, it's yeah. T-Mobile or AT&T. Yeah, I don't think so. Then I was on okay. the fence. I, th- I think that seals it. Uh, I'm just a, I'm a CDMA guy, Chase. All right, because what I'm going to do is um, I'm like I can't click any of these buttons because it'll show the code. We have evergreen trees. That's why. But, Otherwise, I'd be all about the GSM. But what I want to do, Chris, is I'm going to give you one to put in the unfiltered show notes. Up. Shout out the show notes. Well, or, what, yeah. or for the supporters for, oh, for, for oh. the supporters. Oh, on the Patreon page? on the Patreon page. Oh, okay. So. Um, I'll, I'm going to do that post after the show. All right. So you'll just post it up there? I'm going to post it up there just can as a Can you post as a... Oh, you can through the... Yeah, 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 you can. yeah through yeah. the Patreon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. post it on there, set it for the patrons. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and man, first, that should be cool. First come, first serve. Oh, that'll be neat. You should probably yeah. wait a little bit so that way people have time... And it'll send out an email notification to the patrons. So everybody kind of gets a fair shake because everybody's going to get the email notification. Right. And then everybody will see it in the email at the same time. Yeah. 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 Like, ah! yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, yeah, I just wanted to pass that along. Uh, but the cool thing is with your new OnePlus One, then you could follow the Jupiter Broadcasting pay, uh, Instagram page. Totes, totes. And be a part of things. Uh, yes. Uh, thank you very much, everybody, over at the Unfilter Patreon page. Again, that's unfilter.com slash pa- – uh, I'm sorry, patreon.com slash unfilter. Uh, yeah. So I'm getting crap – I was distracted. I'm getting crap in the chat room for saying I like CDMA. You know, it, it really comes down to just – I know this sounds silly, but the terrain I live in, I believe CDMA might be a better technology. 
uh, for my terrain. I do not think it is. If a, you don't travel, then although, yeah, you're fine. Although, hold on a second. <laughs> GSM is not really something that probably should be getting that much defense. GSM is a, is a mess too. So let's yeah. come on. Let's 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 come on. Okay. So it's Chase's choice. All right, um, Chase's we're, choice. We're at the hour mark. Okay. I, I, we we I don't have a lot for the high note. We have a couple of we have a couple of yeah. tech stories. Yeah. Uh, I you know what I'm going to do? What's that? I'm going to I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave all the Ebola stuff in the supporter sink. Yeah. Okay. However, I had one Ebola clip I want to bring back. Yeah. It's just it's really quick. Well, there's also one thing to show in re- in regards oh, to right, the right. Ebola thing too. Right. So this was tweeted out earlier today by Chris. Uh, he retweeted it. Cool, because um, I follow Dig on Twitter. Follow Dig on Twitter. I, that's, you know, that's a legacy thing. Yeah, I, I let go of Dig <laughs> I've been on Twitter back. a while. I don't prune. So this is the uh, – here are some things that have killed Americans since the first reported case and death of Ebola. On the far right-hand side there is the Ebola case. Far left-hand side. Heart disease. 13,144 people have died during the course from September 30 to October 8. Okay? Yeah. Lung cancer, diabetes, just the normal flu and pneumonia, uh, dying in a car accident, guns, an unintentional fall, like just tripping. Just tripping on a sidewalk. We have or, uh, this chart, by the way, also if you're not on the video version. It's embedded in the show notes, too. This is one of those things where you guys don't be freaked out about Ebola. Yeah, it sucks. Right. It's a terrible virus. Right. But there are things that we right. really should be putting our energy yes, towards. Yes, Great way to put it. It's something to be concerned about. Anytime there's loss of life, that's something that we all have to acknowledge is a bad thing. You know what I got today? What, buddy? You see that right there? Did you take? I got a flu shot today. Oh, yeah. How do you feel right now? I'm feeling woozy. Well, I'm glad that because I no, think I, I predict by about uh, by about <laughs> Friday you're going to be sick, and then but then you'll be better by Wednesday. But so. there's dead cells in there, Chris. It's yeah. not supposed to get uh, you sick. Uh, so, uh, anyways, yeah. I just think it's 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 you put it just best. Like if you're going to worry about stuff, uh, worry more about that Big Mac. I mean, first off, worry about well, more about the Coca Cola. Worry about that. Worry about the fact that you know if you're driving a car. You're at higher risk of dying that day yes. than Ebola. Yeah. Or, I mean, look at this one. Unintentional fall. I mean, you could yeah. just be, I could walk out of your door right yeah. now. Yeah. Something happens. I trip on the sidewalk and I die. So I had an idea. It could happen. We've got, uh, I've got a few Ebola clips in the supporter sink uh, that are relevant, including one that I think is particularly fascinating, uh, the NBC cameraman who got Ebola, supposedly. Uh, but I, what I want to play for you instead is a positive Ebola story. Ooh, what? Uh, the first time the Unfiltered show started tracking really kind of on a weekly basis the Ebola story, if you can believe this, do you have a guess what month it was of this year? Oh, uh, gosh. I want April. To hey, that's actually a, you know what, maybe a pretty decent guess because I think it might have made it in the supporter show around then. Okay. But the, the mainline show, August. August okay. is when we started, and here's why. Because right. this is a positive story about two U.S. aid workers who came back and were cured of Ebola. Just hours from now, aid worker Nancy Wrightbull will land in Atlanta. Wrightbull, the second U.S. patient infected with Ebola to arrive in the U.S., received an experimental drug in the days before her flight. Nancy uh, is... Um 
able to walk around. And really the good news was that her appetite started to return. The same experimental drug was also given to her colleague and fellow missionary, Dr. Kent Brantley. The sick physician rushed back to the state Saturday. Health officials aren't certain it's the drug that's helping, but friends from his aid group say the results are dramatic. The disease is often fatal. Isn't that nice to have a good positive uh, Ebola cure story there, Chase? Isn't that nice? <laughs> Especially in, in, in light of the terrible news. Uh, so I did have one clip. Uh, don't look at my screen because I want to ask you. It's going to be a quiz, and then okay. we'll get out of here. And then I, yeah, I know you've got one you wanted to read, a really important uh, story from our local uh, Washington. Not that uh, important. Uh, but first, <laughs> this, is, this is along the same lines. These stories, this is what the press has come down to because, unfortunately, things aren't going that bad. So they're stretching, man. Check out this story here. Police in Williamson County charged a man found with more than 22 pounds of marijuana. According to police records, an officer pulled over 28-year-old John Fleming Lump. Look how happy that dude looks. (laughs) That dude's like... He is ecstatic. Look at that grin. He's like, yeah, they got me. On the 183A toll road. Arrest documents say Lumpkin gave the officer a wrong home address. He claimed he lived in Colorado, but... Police ran a check and found out he lives in Austin. Police searched Lumpkin's car and found 22 pounds of marijuana inside. Dude, that's just for the weekend, man. <laughs> hey, man, I got a lot of brownies to make. So Dude. anyways, I thought that was particularly funny because they're stretching, but you've got a good local one there. This is a really short one. I'm going to read this verbatim. Marijuana soda bottles explode out of Washington's <laughs> shop. Bottles of legal marijuana infused soda delivered to a Washington State pot shop it started exploding on the store shelf. The manager of Top Shop Cannabis, Zach Heffernan, told Como News that it sounded like a shotgun going off. <laughs> No one was injured in the store in Bellingham in northern Washington, where recreational pot is legal. Hennepin wore a face guard and protective clothing to move more than 300 bottles to a steel trash bin, and most had exploded by Tuesday. The sparkling pomegranate soda was made by Mirth Provisions and delivered on September 28th. Employees found a sticky mess the next day and heard and saw bottles randomly explode. Mirth Provisions founder Adam Stite says there was too much yeast hate it when that happens, in the soda and fermentation cause excess carbon dioxide to build up. So there you go, you guys. Weed causes bombs. You know what I thought about after I heard that story? What's that? I want to give me some of that pot soda. <laughs> that sounds like a good thing. I, w- I wonder if I can get some of that pot soda mm. here in Washington. Hey, if you know a good place to find some pot soda, maybe post a link <laughs> over to no. our... Un- <laughs> Just head over, head over to unfiltered.reddit.com where you can get involved in the awesome community that hey, is Hey, did you see at the top unfiltered. of that Como page? Yeah. They had uh, Biden's landed in Seattle. Yeah, Expect yeah. Expect delays. Yeah, he's uh, uh, speaking to this evening, actually, right now at the Renton, I think, Renton Technical College. Oh, I wonder if we'll have some local clips. Oh, uh, we will. Unfiltered.reddit.com. Go over there, submit stories. Give us an idea of what you want to see covered, what you're passionate about. Also, your comments. We're not getting a lot of those. And I particularly would like to get your insights and your bacon, too, because like it helps us kind of get an idea of where your head's at. The, the posts that I love the most are not just story links, right. but actually text links where you submit yeah. a text yeah, post and too. get yeah. people involved yeah. in the conversation. And there is some really good links in there this week. Stuff, oh man, I, we still didn't get to talk about the uh, Propaganda Act, so I, I'll keep that in the show notes to try to get to that next week. Totally. Jeez now, Louise. you uh, tweeted out that awesome infographic. Where can people follow you? Twitter.com slash ChrisLAS. Also, it's a great place. Like If you're not even like wanting to bother with the calendar page, and when we go live, you can just follow me, and I tweet it out just about every time we go live. Totally. And if the cal- if the schedule changes, 
you can also also go to jupiterbroadcasting.com slash calendar, but really the Twitter is probably the more dynamic place because yeah. that's like you can, in the moment, man. Yes, it's what instant. about you? You try on Twitter? You... you know, I do the Twitter thing. I love it. Uh, go to at Nunes, N-U-N-E-S. I tweet okay. pretty much every I'll day. I'll go there right now. You can do that right now. And uh, yes, I love to engage in the conversation and talk to people. Very nice. Uh, what about some other things that maybe are podcast related, but not this year's show? If you like gaming and geek stuff, especially Minecraft, Gaming, tech stories, that sort of thing. Head over to geekgamer.tv. We do stuff every single week. I'll check it out. Yes. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for tuning in this week's episode of Unfilter. We'll see you right back here next next week. Head on over to jbtitles.com and vote, vote, vote! jbtitles.com, everybody, everybody. You better vote. Do it yeah, now. Yeah, I figured, you know, with the Ebola stuff, uh, it's like uh, what CNN has done is they've taken that, that MH flight, you know, that was lost. Yeah. And they've just applied that template where they went for like a month straight mm-hmm. to every news situation as long as they can. So it's Ebola, 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 Ebola. And honestly, if you want that, you can get that very, very easily. And it's not that we're ignoring the subject, uh, but I, I just I, I continue to give it the degree of coverage that I think it needs in comparison to what the hell else is going on that's actually, you know, potentially leading to things like World War Three and whatnot. Right. JBTitles.com. JBTitles.com. Now we vote. I got what? Rick, for God's sake, give him some weed. Not very many to- Oh, maybe they're just in the different category. Oh, there's a lot. Gitmo olive salad. Wow. Wow. That. Wow. Gitmo's olive salad. Wow. Biden, <laughs> Biden gone wild's pretty good. Ooh, you know, something with Biden's. Probably, we probably should yeah. do something with Biden. Biden's got to be in there. And I could make Biden in the picture. Hey, uh, I, I got it. Biden. Biden's bitching. Boom. Done. Gone. Drop the mic. I'm I don't know, here. man. I, 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 it does go with what he said. Thirty year war. Biden outs the uh, JBTitles.com, JBTitles.com, JBTitles.com. Never gonna say goodbye. <laughs> Never gonna make I see it. I see it now. <laughs> nice. Nice. Never gonna say goodbye though is a pretty good one. <laughs> and very sad. Never gonna <laughs> look at this you guys. Chase. There's a, there is a mother effing Rickroll in our JV titles right now. Infinite War, that's not bad. Biden's 30-year so war. So we opened the ISIS segment with Joe Biden admitting that our at least our allies have been involved. Now, he didn't admit the CIA camps and things like that. So we opened the ISIS segment with Biden admitting our, our allies are involved. And we closed the ISIS segment with Jeremy Scahill sort of connecting all of the dots and demonstrating how we are creating the very monsters we now fight. So I, there is a title somewhere in there, but I have no effing idea what it is. Well, why we vote, I could play an Ebola clip. Should I do that? 
Let's do it. JBTitles.com. JBTitles.com. JB, 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 JB Titles. I'll play this. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'll play the uh, NBC cameraman one because I think that's one of the more interesting. Uh, see what we get. We have breaking news going on right now, and we breaking. have for you now a late report on those very latest details. Oh, 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 how obviously is that like, so isn't that interesting? I, I think, you know, just talking about production-wise, right, this is obviously a generic introduction that Brian Williams has recorded, so that way they can throw it in front of any breaking news, but yet have the gravitas of Brian Williams introducing it. So listen to this. This, Every- is, <laughs> this, is, clearly, this is clearly a generic intro. Listen. We have breaking news going on right now, and we have for you now a late report on those very latest details. Right? That is so generic. Yeah, right? Isn't that great? You know what that reminds me of? Did you ever watch the Saturday night clip of, uh, I don't know who, what actor it was, but they were introducing the death of Gerald Ford in all these different like scenarios. They were like pre-recording for a holiday break. It was hilarious. Oh, well, do you remember, do you remember before Steve Jobs died? That uh, like his oh yes his uh, what was it eulogy got published yeah, early yeah, by yeah. by some big outlet I can't yeah. remember which the L A Times or something. Well now my VLC is all locked up. So guess what? That's all you get for that clip. That's all you get, you jerks. Hey, you jerks. All right, I tell you what. If you guys go to jbtitles.com and you make a good decision and you make a good vote, I'll give you uh, I'll give you what you're all asking for. I'll give you what you're asking for. Yeah, my uh, my VLC is like all locked up, Chase. You know, that's what she said. Chase, go over to that JB Titles, would you? Do me a solid. JB Titles? Yeah, we do me a solid. And uh, Yeah, I just sent out uh, something to our patrons on uh, patrons. Do uh, me a patron. solid on that JB Titles, Chase. Uh, I'm getting there. I'm okay. getting there. All right. And uh, then let me know when I can reward the chat room with what they've all been asking for. You know what they're asking for. I know what they're asking for. It's a small little hit. <laughs> All right, coming so, to you live. JBTitles.com. J- let's see what we get. And then, uh, damn it, with the Rickroll, you guys. Damn it. And that's going to no, be in there for no, days. R- right, now, right now, it's for God's sake, give them some weed. Uh, yep, we did that. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Am, am I, am I, uh, you guys, if you guys are not careful, I'm going to start taking a, taking this defense. I think we did a bad show. Or did we, when, I, when we can't get a title, I start thinking we did a bad no, show. No, no, I think we did a very, very good show. The, the, the problem that I think we run into is... Mm, we've been talking about this for, so, for what feels like a year, but it's really only been like four weeks, but it feels like a year. It's the worst topic ever because it's awful. That, is that what the problem is? Biden his time. That's not bad. Yeah. It's a nice play on words. I, I, why can't we get something like Biden it confirms it's a scam, but not use scam and not use confirms? <laughs> uh, Biden's blame game. That's not too bad. Imminent HVEs. Yeah, you know what? By the way, that does seem to be something they're driving at, right? It does seem like we're about to have like a local t- uh, terrorism attack at home, which I hate to say. I'm not even saying like anything bad, but you just... Or at least, you know, one of those foiled ones where they hold the hand. Uh... Oh my God, Chase is so sexy. That's pretty good. Yeah, I approve that message. Biden confirms suspicions. That's not strong enough. Biden gives blame. The new 30-year war. I think maybe we go some with 30-year war. I think something 30-year war. I agree with that. I think, how about the new 30-year war? Is that too long? A little bit. And there's Lone no rat? Con- and, ooh. Ooh. No. Mm. No, we should save that for when there's a terrorism attack. Oh, that's true. When there's a lone rat attack. A lone rat attack. Biden's 30-year war. 
the thirty year the thirty years war. This is this is hard. By the way, the email just hit the uh, the inboxes. All right, well the chat room is working real hard, so I feel like we should at least we should at least celebrate with a with a. Yeah, they've at least earned it. I think. What do you think? You ready? I'm gonna. If you know what? They've earned it so much. I'm gonna go long edition too. I'm driving off laughing. This is what I'll say. <laughs> Do it again! Let's go! I'm off laughing, this is what I'll say. Come on! You know, when we play that, it's a, it's a subtle reminder that when all this crap is going down, that happened. That happened, yep. and 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 yep. we just go about our day like there wasn't a leaked phone call of the second in charge of the State Department planning the new Ukrainian government. We just go about our day and pretend like we didn't orchestrate the overthrow of the Ukrainian government and set a lot of this shit into motion. I'm driving off laughing. This is what I'll say. <laughs> Break it down, yo. I'm driving off laughing. This is what I'll say. What do you think of Year of the Rat, Chase? Year of the Rat? Isn't that already the the true Chinese calendar? (laughs) Oh, right. (laughs) Be careful. (laughs) Right, 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 right. You know, these are the the days that I really wish we could... um, you know, take the show on the road mm-hmm. and actually, like, go to D.C. or go to the U.K. and actually try to talk to some people and just say, you know, what the hell is going on? It would also be nice just to inject some travel talk and, like, just something else besides the constant. Yeah. Uh, maybe, rat, maybe one day. Showroom really liked Year of the Rat. Well, of if the- you guys like it, go vote. I'm. I really. I'd really, really, really like to get uh, Rat a Biden in there somehow because I want to use him on the on the art. It's been a long time. I don't know if Biden's ever actually made the art. And I think he had the best clip. Right, that was the best yeah, clip of the show. Totally. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was vice. That was the vice president of the United States of America, the second person in charge. That's of the why United I said Biden, America. Biden's bitching. That's 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 why I went with that. That's why I like because he said bitching, and Biden is kind of Biden big. exposes Biden. Biden exposes ISIS. Biden. Biden exposes ISIS's roots. Biden tells the truth. <laughs> Biden reveals ISIS's core. The Biden truth. Hmm. The Biden truth is a little too uh, generic. Biden rats out allies. That's from Joe uh, Mon in the chat. That's not bad. That's not bad. I like that one actually because it brings in the rats. I think I like that one a lot. You got rats in there. I think that's I think that's our winner. Yeah, Biden. Ra- yeah, Biden rats out allies. Yeah, yeah. That kind of hits all of it, doesn't yeah, it? It does. Yeah, I like that. Who submitted that? That's uh, Jotmon. Thanks, Jotmon. That's a good one. I Very nice, man. That. All right. The Biden expose. The Biden slip. That's not bad either. The Biden. The Biden slip. Ah, that's good. All right. All right. Uh, what was it? What was it again? I it was a Biden. Uh, Biden writes out allies. 
Yep, by Jotman. Jotman. Very Jotman. good, sir. Very, very good, Jotman. Thank you very much. Thank you guys for being here. Good show today. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't have details yet, but uh, there will be a potentially a schedule interruption towards Ohio Fest. We'll work out the details very soon and let you know what that's going to look like and uh, try to give you an FYI as much as possible. Thank you so much to our supporters. You guys, seriously, keep us going every single week. Absolutely. We really Thanks do to you guys. It. Thank you so freaking much. And that's why, if you are a Patreon, you should have something in your inbox. Boom. Like, already. So if you're hearing the sound of my voice, it's probably already gone. But thank wow, you. Wow, dude. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we should do more like that, though. I like, I like that, that idea. Lot, Maybe yeah. we'll do more like that. Yeah. Okay, everybody. Thank you so much. See you next week. See ya.